Welcome to the Knowing God Podcast. The hope of this podcast is that it would help you to know the Word of God so that you may ultimately know God. I'm your host, Andrew Rutten. All right, we got a lot to get into in this episode. We're calling it Gospel Growth, and we're looking at Colossians 1. We're going to read the end of verse 5 and then verse 6 as well. It's kind of a lot. Colossians 1, starting verse 5. Of this you have heard before in the word of the truth, the gospel, which has come to you, as indeed in the whole world it is bearing fruit and increasing, as it also does among you, since the day you heard it and understood the grace of God in truth. All right, so there's a ton of stuff in here, a ton of little parenthetical phrases and different ideas. And so uh, if you do have a Bible open, that would probably be helpful to see all the different phrases. If not, I'll try to go slow as we go through it. uh, And you can do your best to keep up with all the phrases. Uh, But I want to just basically walk through this today and almost model a little bit of how we should read passages like this. Sometimes when you read Paul's letters, you'll get to sections where there's all these different phrases, and, and it's helpful for us not to gloss over them or assume we know what he's talking about, but look for the connections between them. Let's first look simply at what the passage is saying, and then I'll look at some practical application for us. So let's start with the first few words. He says, of this you have heard. Okay, so before we go any further, as I'm reading that, my first question is, well, what have they heard? Right? He says, of this, what is this that Paul is referring to? Again, as a Bible reading tip, if you come across something in a letter like this, don't just skip over it or assume what he might be saying, but actually ask the question, spend some time meditating on it. Personally, for me, when I read this the first time, I thought, oh, something they heard, it must just be the gospel, right? And that seemed like a good Christian educated guess. But notice what it says as the verse goes on. Of this you have heard before in the word of the truth, the gospel. So he says, whatever they heard, they heard in the word of the truth or the gospel. So I don't think this can mean the gospel because whatever this thing is, it is found in the gospel message. Okay, so there's more steps to this, but for the sake of time, I read through it a number of times, which is what is helpful to do. If you're kind of stuck on something, just read it over and over again. And for me, what I thought he's going back to or referring to here is the hope that we discussed last episode. So he talked about the hope they have in heaven at the beginning of verse five, and then he says, of this you have heard. So I think what he's saying here is of this hope. This, this hope of fully realizing your union with Christ, this hope that is laid up for you in heaven, of that you have heard in the gospel. That's where this hope is found. So that makes me continue. Verse six, it starts speaking about the gospel. He says that it or the gospel has come to you as indeed in the whole world, it is bearing fruit and increasing. Okay, so in reading that, now I'm stopping again. Like I said, in some ways in this episode, my encouragement to you is to be an inquisitive Bible reader. Don't assume, ask questions. So I read that section and I think, what does it mean that the gospel is bearing fruit and increasing in the whole world? And now why I ask that is that the gospel, it's a message, it's words. So I'm wondering, how do words or a message bear fruit? How does it increase? 
Well, let's keep reading and see if we can get any more clues. The rest of verse 6 says, As it also does among you, since the day you heard it and understood the grace of God in truth. So this tells us that this gospel message wasn't just bearing fruit and increasing or, or growing, in other words, throughout the whole world. It was bearing fruit in the Colossian church. And it was doing that, he says, since they heard it and understood the grace of God in truth. Okay, so I said that that's a lot. But after I read all that, there's two questions that I'm left with. One, what exactly is this gospel? Right, That's what he's talking about here. So how can a set of words or a declaration of a message have such an influence? What is this message exactly? And then two, what does it mean that it is bearing fruit and increasing? It says, once these people understood it, it bears fruit consistently. So let's just take those last two questions for the rest of our episode. What is the gospel and what is its growth? What does it mean that it's bearing fruit and increasing? So first, what is the gospel? Well, another verse that came to mind that I think is helpful is Romans 1 verse 16. Okay, now here's another quick Bible reading tip. If you are new to your Bible and you're trying to make some of these connections and you see a word like gospel that we want to understand, one of the ways that's helpful is to go to other places in the Bible and try to get what this word actually means. And again, if you're new to your Bible, the best way to do that is just to go on Google and search Bible verses about the gospel. And you just read through them, get some verses, and then try to put something together. After a while, you'll start to get verses that just start to come to mind. So a verse that came to my mind was Romans 1.16, which says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. Okay, so at the core, the gospel is the power of God to save people. And how does God save? Well, the rest of the Bible story tells us how even though God created all humans in his image, he created us to be in relationship with him, that all of us have fallen away from him. Our relationship with him is fractured and we are what the Bible calls dead in sin. Therefore, God so loved the world that he sent his only son to come and to die for us. He did not leave us in that place of distance or being dead in our sins, but he actually came so that Jesus could take the cross, die, and then rise again from the dead so that he could pay for our sins and have victory over our enemies. And then the Bible's clear. It calls us to believe in him. We have to actually have faith in him as our substitute and our savior, that we receive at that point salvation from our sins and eternal life with God. And in a nutshell, that is the message. That's the message of God, the gospel that has the power to save us. Colossians 1.5 says, this is the word of truth. Let that sink in for a moment. There are a lot of opinions right now about truth, about reality, about what to believe. The Bible is very clear. This gospel message about God and sinners, Jesus and salvation is the truth. It is what we must hold to and proclaim more than anything else. We hold to the word of truth, the gospel, which is the power of God to save. But that still leaves me with one question. How does a message like that bear fruit? Or in other words, how does the gospel give fruit? 
growth. Well, what I don't think Paul is saying is that the message itself is growing. He says that it's come to you and it is bearing fruit and increasing. But I don't think that he's saying the message is actually increasing or growing. And one reason I say that is because in the letter to the Galatians, Paul says that they added to the gospel or their gospel message had expanded and he ripped them for it. He said, you cannot do that and still keep the gospel message. So it can't grow. So that that can't be what Paul means here. Instead, what I think he's saying is that what the gospel has come to do, namely save sinners, it is actually doing it. And the number of people impacted by the gospel is increasing and growing. And not only that, but the gospel is the power of God to save us fully. And what I mean by that is that it doesn't just matter once in your life. The gospel doesn't just impact you that one moment that you move from death to life and believe it the first time. It is what daily helps bring us to God and helps us endure to the end. He uses here the imagery of fruit as bearing fruit. Think about any fruit tree. How does the fruit actually grow? Well, it grows by the tree having its roots sunk deep into the good soil. And as that's nourished, it doesn't have to force the fruit to grow. The the fruit is just a natural outworking of a healthy tree. This is what Jesus talked about a number of times in the Gospels that when we actually receive him and receive this gospel message, that you don't have to force good works and you don't have to force things in your life, but as you sink deep into the gospel consistently, fruit begins to come from your life. And this is a true message about the grace of God that we don't just need once, but we need consistently. It needs to bear fruit in our lives consistently, daily. God has given us the gospel, not just when you were far from him to save you from your sins the first time, but it is the power of God for you today. Do not believe the idea that you needed the gospel once and now you need something else. Because Paul says since the day the Colossian church heard it, they needed it and it has been bearing fruit and increasing. It is the gospel that is what you need today. If you feel anxious today, You need the gospel reminder that if God took care of your eternal state by sending his son, he will take care of your needs today. If you feel ashamed of what you did last night or last week, you need the gospel reminder that all of that is paid for and removed through Jesus being shamed and punished on the cross for you. If you feel like God could never love you, You need the gospel reminder that he loved you so much that he sent his son to die for you and his spirit to dwell inside of you. If you feel like you don't need God or that your life is pretty good on your own, you need the gospel reminder that you are in such a bad state that a little fixing and tweaking won't save you, but the everlasting son of God had to die on a cross so that you could be his. Those are just a few examples, but whatever the issue may be for you today, the gospel is the truth that we need to hear. It is what bears fruit of intimacy with God, victory over sin, loving union with him, and so much more. Don't assume the gospel. Do not lose the gospel. Don't neglect the gospel. From the day you heard it till today, it is the daily message we need. So here's one final challenge or kind of an assignment for you today. 
I want you to think throughout your day as you encounter people or you face a certain struggle or you have an emotion that pops up inside of you, I simply want you to stop for a moment and ask, how can the gospel speak into this? What does the gospel have to say about this situation or my struggle with this sin or my relational fracture or how I'm feeling in this moment? What can the gospel do or speak into in this moment? And if that's actually hard for you or if you're new to Christianity, I would just encourage you to ask someone, whether it's a spouse or a friend or somebody in your city group or somebody you know, just share the thought, the emotion, the the circumstance, and just ask them, how do you think the gospel speaks into this? I want to encourage you that that should be a daily rhythm and routine for us. The gospel will bear fruit in our lives if we let it. Remind yourself of the gospel. Preach the gospel to yourself and let it bear fruit and increase in your life. Friends, may God bless you and keep you, and may he give you favor, grace, and peace.